Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophets Speak. Today we continue with our study of the second book of Samuel, that's Shmuel Bet, Perak Yud Tet, that is chapter 19. And we left in the middle of chapter 19, we finished verse 21, we're about to read verse 22. We left at the point where David is embarking, has, is about to embark upon the triumphant return to Jerusalem after the defeat of Absalom and his armies. And um, delegations of people that were perceived as his enemies, or actually were his enemies, are now coming to entreat David in order to try to get in his good graces so that they shouldn't suffer severe punishment or death at his hand. And one of those people, which we were just reading about, <coughs> was Shimi ben Gera. Shimi ben Gera was a Benjaminite, uh, and thus um, his loyalties w- would have been, uh, could be perceived as being loyal to Saul and Saul's descendants, and therefore potentially, <coughs> excuse me, an enemy of David. He was the one who, as David was at the worst point of the rebellion when he was fleeing Jerusalem from uh, in the face of Avshalom with his supporters and his entourage. They were running as refugees through the Judean desert e- eastward towards the Jordan River out of Jerusalem. Shimi ben Gera was making fun of them, throwing rocks at them, screaming and yelling insults and criticisms of David. <coughs> at the time, Avishai Uh, David's uh, strong supporter but overzealous one wanted to uh, kill him and David said leave him alone now Avishai is about to respond after we just read of uh, Shimi Ben Gera's um, uh, begging uh, literally on his on his knees begging before the king uh, to forgive him for his sin and saying that look I came I was the first to come to demonstrate my support from all of the Beit Yosef, all of the uh, people of Israel, those that are not of your tribe, Judah, but all of the people of Israel. I was the first to come and greet you. Please forgive me. Forgive the sin that I, that I did against you. So Abishai quickly answered, before the king himself even answered, Vayan Abishai ben Surya, Abishai the son of Surya, that is Yoav's brother, Vayomer hatachat zos, lo yumat shemi, because of this, uh, Shimi shouldn't be put to death. He has cursed the anointed of God. He cursed the king. <coughs> and, uh, and because of this, because of this petty little apology, we should allow him to live. Immediately, David was, was, uh, was disgusted with this behavior of Avishai. David, as we see consistently, and especially here, we see his purpose is to bring the tribes back together, to reunify. David's signature achievement, his primary and most important achievement for history and posterity is that he is the one that united the tribes, especially the northern and the southern. He united them and made one united kingdom of Israel. Um, You know, Saul was the king of the united kingdom, but then it split and David after you know, and then Ishbosheth was the king of Israel, and David was the king of the south until David was able to unite everyone. Now that he's coming back, he doesn't want to start a vengeance campaign and show everyone that he's now going to take vengeance against anyone who had opposed him before. He wants to bring them 
into his, his sphere of influence. He wants to bring everyone back together, which is why he appointed Amasa, the former enemy general, as the general over his own troops. And now he's saying, this is not what I want to do. <coughs> what do I need you and, and, and um, you guys, you sons of Tzuriya, he's referring to Avishai and Yoav, both of whom um, are acting brazenly and acting, um, uh, you know, uh, with too much um, vengeance. Remember, Yoav was the one who killed Avshalom, and now Avishai is saying, let's kill Shimi ben Geira, because now you have become for me like, like an a Satan is is a <coughs> is an enemy, mean not an enemy in the sense that you're fighting with me, but you are pushing a case that will end up ruining me. A Satan is 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 usually used in the form of a um of a uh, prosecutor, one who presents a case against me. You guys are pushing this this case of vengeance. You're pushing a a story and and a path. That I that it's gonna come back to haunt me. You must Ishbi Israel because you want. Therefore, you want to kill a man in Israel. Note, he said Israel should even one person die. Ki dati because I know ki ayomani melacha Israel. Today I am being reinstated as the king. Right? Today is a day of celebration, a day of unity. It's not a day where we want to see death. It's not a day where we want to see vengeance. Vayomer hamelach el shemi. So the king immediately himself turned to shemi. And said, Lo Tomas, you shall not die. And the king swore to him, basically pardoning him for the insults and pardoning him for the um, rebellion against the king that he had participated in. Umifiboshet ben Shaol and Mifiboshet, the son of Shaol, Yorad Likatamelach, he also came to greet the king. Now remember, Mifiboshet was the son of Saul, and, and David fulfilled his promise to Mephibosheth, fulfilled his promise, I'm sorry, to Jonathan, Yonatan, and Shaul, that he wouldn't, that he would, he would make sure that their family would remain alive for posterity and continue. So, uh, uh, um, David treated Mephibosheth with tremendous respect, gave him, uh, you know, food from his table and so on. Uh, this we read about several chapters ago. So, but then, uh, and when David was running as a refugee, Tziva showed up, right, with uh, donkeys laden with food and supplies. And Tziva, who is Mephibosheth's servant, told David that Mephibosheth was now in Jerusalem plotting against him, hoping that through this rebellion, somehow the monarchy of Saul's family, and therefore Mephibosheth himself, would be restored to the monarchy. So, and David then said to Tziva, now I'm gonna give. I'll give you all of the, all of the all of the property of Mephibosheth, your your master. But this is not what what really happened. Siva was making up the story, or at least this that's what Mephibosheth is about to tell us. So Yerad Likatamelach, he was, he came then next. So after Shimi ben Gera, so we're reading about all this reconciliation between Amasa and David, Shimi ben Gera and David, and now Mephibosheth is coming to greet the king. Velo asaraglov, velo asasifamo. He had not, uh, literally, Asaraglov means done his feet, meaning taken care of or manicured his feet. He had not taken care of his his mustache, right? He had not washed his clothes. These are, these are uh, practices associated with mourning. One who is in mourning, one who is sad, one who is in mourning. This was customary to allow these things to uh, go, um, you know, un- uncared for. 
and he had been this way limin hayom lechat hamelach from the day the king had left Jerusalem ad hayom asher b'veshalom until the day that David returned to Jerusalem in peace. The reason why the verse specifies these things is to show that the evidence was that Mephibosheth, and the evidence spoke for itself. He didn't, uh, you, you could tell that all this time he had not taken care of himself because you can see from the growth of his mustache, his nails, his, uh, his, his clothing, etc., that he had not taken care of himself this entire time, which demonstrates that what he is about to say is true. But when he came from Jerusalem to greet the king, the king asked, because the king's thing, what he wants to know, is why Mephibosheth didn't accompany David's entourage when they ran out of Jerusalem. Why did you not come with me? Why did you stay in Jerusalem? Because David is asking, Are, were you a part of the rebellion? So Vayomer, and he said, I wanted to come. Adoni HaMelech, my master, the king, Avdirimani, my servant, tricked me. Tziva tricked me. Ki Omar Avducha, because uh, um, I said, in other words, your servant David, me, Mephibosheth, said to my servant Siva, hachamar, prepare for me the donkey, so I can ride upon it, so that I can run as a refugee with the king, because I am lame. We know Mephibosheth was lame. He didn't have uh, use of his legs from an accident that happened as a child, and we read about this a long time ago. So I was, uh, I asked him to to get the donkey ready so that I can go and accompany you and ride with you. Vayiragel be'avducha, and instead of 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 uh, preparing the donkey for me, Tziva prepared the donkeys and left without me and pretended that I was in Jerusalem uh, uh, joining the rebellion. So he made up a story about me, El Adoni Amalach, to the king, my master. Adoni Amalach Kemalach Elohim. So, so this was all, you know, and then, I, of course, without a donkey, I'm stuck. I can't just walk. So, my master, the king, is like a malacha. Elohim is like a messenger of God. So you do as you see fit. In other words, if you don't trust me, if you think Siva was telling the truth, fine, it's your judgment. But if you think I'm telling the truth, that's your judgment too. Why do I trust you? All the members of my father's household were, were people that you could easily have and most kings easily would have killed my, my, to my master, the king. I was, and I was one of them. Instead of killing me, most kings do that. They kill off the family of the kings that were before them. Right, so instead, you placed your, you placed me among those that eat at your table. What else? What do I have? What more do I have to ask for mercy, for uh, and cry to the king? You know, I have nothing to say. I trust you. You were so generous to me. I can't ask you for more favors. So either believe me or believe Tiva. So the king's response, the king said, Why do you uh, need to speak more? You don't need to speak anymore. No need to entreat anymore. No need to beg me anymore. I have already said that that you and Siva should split the property. Remember, when David heard the words from Siva earlier, 
when he was running as a refugee and Tziva brought the supplies, he seemed to indicate that he was giving Tziva everything. But what David is saying now is that he didn't mean to give Tziva everything, but what he meant originally was that um, that I, I will, assuming that what you're telling me is true, that your, that your master is part of the rebellion, I will give you everything. But now, David, it's, it sounds like one gets the feeling that David is not 100% sure who to believe, so, but, but he does see in front of him that both Tziva and Mifiboshet are there. Remember, Tziva came along with his entourage. Tziva did bring all of those supplies and helped sustain David and the refugees while they were running. So he says, you guys split it. So without taking vengeance on either one, um, Tziva because he was a liar and Mephibosheth because he may have been part of the rebellion, he instead uh, said, Not, split the field and you're both fine. So, um, so Vayomer Mephibosheth el Hamelech, the king said, the, I'm sorry, Mephibosheth said to the king, even if you would take everything, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, even if he would take everything, as long as the king, my master, comes back to his home, to his palace in peace, that's all I care about. It's not about the field. It's not about the property. It's not about the wealth. It's that the, the proper kingdom of, of David has been restored. Um, so this, now we're up to verse 32. So now, Barzilai, he is a, a, one of the three men on the, at, at Machanayim, on the other side of the Jordan, <coughs> where David and his men had camped um, and settled, and they were supported by these wealthy men. Uh, Barzilai Hagiladi was one of them. And we learned that, um, you know, um, so he came down from Roglim also to greet the king. And he, so Barzilai um, had come down from Roglim, right? And he crossed <coughs> with uh, uh, the Yarden, uh, the king, and he came in order to, um, to see the king off on his journey uh, of crossing the Jordan back towards Jerusalem and he came to escort him. Barzilai was an elderly man, Ben Shmonim Shanai, he was 80 years old. He had supported the king financially um, and, and, and with food when he was saying, so when he had uh, stayed, when he was living in Machanaim, uh, because he was a great man, meaning here he was a very wealthy man. And the king said to Barzilai, Come with me, you should come with me. I can repay what you did for me and support, I can support you with me when you're in Jerusalem. <coughs> Barzilai said to the king, my days are many. How many are the days, uh, the days of my life? Meaning, my, I've been around for a long time. I'm a little too much that I should be the one. I'm a little too old to be the one to accompany the king to Jerusalem. I'm 80 years old now. Can I even tell between what's good and what's bad? In other words, 
I can't experience the experiences of life anymore. I'm old. Do I even taste anymore what I'm eating and drinking? <coughs> Can I even appreciate the sounds of, of singers, uh, male and female singers? Um, can I even appreciate this song anymore? Why should I be a burden to my master, the king? <coughs> <coughs> Your, your servant could barely even cross the Jordan, which I just did to greet you. So why should the, uh, the king treat me in such a generous way and, and treat me so kindly? Let, let, let me, my, your servant, return to home. I'll die at home in my own city in Kevaravi to get near the grave uh, sites of my father, Vimi, and my mother. And here, your servant, his name is Chimham, my servant, named Chimham, he can cross with the king. You can give him, treat him however you'd like to, in order to, you can give me honor by honoring my servant here, Chimham. You can give him what you want, but me, myself, I'm going to go home and prepare for uh, what's ultimately in store for all of us, but you know, it's time for me to, to go. By Yomer HaMelech, the king said, Iti yavor kimham. So then, yeah, kimham will cross the Jordan with me, and I will do for him that which you asked me to do, that which was good in your eyes. And anything you want me to do, I will do for you, whatever you ask. So now, the king goes ahead. Everyone crossed the Jordan River, and the king crossed the Jordan River. The king gave a kiss to Barzilai, and he blessed him, and he returned home back to his place. This little episode with Barzilai here doesn't sound like it's a crucial point to the story, but it is important to remember that Barzillai's uh, descendants had married into the, the royal family of Saul. Barzillai was someone who would logically have been, uh, or could have been, an enemy of David's, but nonetheless, he understood who David was as a leader. He was a loyal servant of David, <coughs> and despite his wealth, instead of using his wealth to make trouble, uh, for David, he used it to support him in his time of need, and this little story here shows the king's gratitude to him, Barzillai's gratitude to uh, his respect for David. It's it's uh, important in the moral lessons we learn from this story. It's interesting that he sent his servant Kimham as his representative. You can show someone kindness by being kind to someone that that is is their friend, is their supporter. In this case, even their servant. By Yavor HaMelech Gilgal, and the king passed towards Gilgal, which is on the on the western uh, bank of the Jordan River. The Chimhon and Chimhon of Arimo traveled with him. Here, Chimhon is spelled in a little bit more of an Aramaic fashion, with a nun at the end instead of a mem, but it's the same person. Bechol Am Yehuda, and all of the uh, nation of Yehuda, all of the people of Judah, Haviru Tamelach. They crossed the king with the king across the Jordan. And half of the army of Israel, so the entire army of Judah, which remember David had gotten Judah to come to uh, support him, 
While the people of Israel wanted to be the ones that led the uh, bringing him back, and Judah came in. So now only half of the people of Israel got insulted that they were there, but then David sent for Judah to come. To, to be the ones to escort them. And the people of the army of Israel was very insulted about that. So half of them got insulted enough to walk away, which then is going to lead into the, uh, the fights between the two and the pe- some of the people in Israel being insulted by the king. So at the time when he wants to make peace and wants to bring everyone together and unite everyone, we already have fracturing going on. So all of the leaders of the armies of Israel then came to the king, and they said to the king, Why have the, our, our brethren, the leaders of the people of Judah, have they stolen you? They stole you, our king. And they crossed, they brought the king and his entire family across the Jordan River and all of David's men. So then, by Ankal Yehuda, so now we have this fight. So the people, the leaders of the Judean armies, said Elish Israel to the leaders of the Israelite armies, "Ki the king is our relative. Why should that make you angry? What do you care? Allah about this. This is just a, uh, it's a formality. We're bringing him in because he's ours. Which, by the way, within that answer, it sounds like it sounds like a, a good point. But on the other hand, by calling him part of our family, you're creating differences. At this time, they should be saying he's all of our family. But no, they're already creating differences. We're closer to the king. We're closer to the king. But then but they continued by saying, Has the king given us any special food or provisions? Like we're, It's not like we're taking resources that you don't have access to. Has he given us special gifts? He hasn't given us any a special you know, a, a bonus in our paycheck. It, we're just, you know, we're just his family, so we're escorting him. So here we have this argument going back and forth. So it continues with the next verse. So now, the leaders of the people of Israel said to the, the leaders of the people of Judah, Vayomer, and, and, and answered, We have ten portions in the king. In other words, we're larger. We represent ten tribes. We represent a much larger group. You're just one family. And even with David, we have more than you, right? Um, in other words, we want him more than you do. Right? Why have you, you insulted us? We were the first ones that, it's, that, that proposed this entire procession. We were the ones that said, remember in the first part of the chapter, the people of Israel were the ones that said, Look, David is the one that saved us from our enemies. David is the one that established his kingdom. David is the one that conquered the Philistines. Let's go get him from across the Jordan and bring him back to Jerusalem. That was our idea. And then you came and stole it. But despite the argument, the, the uh, leaders of Judah were, were bested the leaders of Israel because ultimately what happened was the Judeans led the procession and not the Israelites. Which of course the Israelites were insulted, which of course gave more voice to those among the Israelites that really didn't want David to be the king, which unfortunately is going to lead to another mess, another rebellion, which we're about to read in chapter 20. This concludes chapter 19. Thank you so much for studying chapter 19 together. Looking forward to studying the entire book of Samuel together, and of course many other books together. Have a wonderful day.